Every year we get to Palm Sunday and every year we read the same scriptures and every year we think, that was good. This year I want us to look at it in a slightly different way. I've sort of entitled what I'm going to say with three words, lips, arms and hearts. But for me the key verse is the very last verse that Carmen read to us, where it says, because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Well, I know some churches in Romford have got a donkey today. I'm sorry, uh, we haven't got one. Um, A friend of mine did once come down the aisle on Palm Sunday on a motorbike. It was a triumph. And he did do that. And there were many letters of complaints afterwards for the experience within the church. Whether we reenact the Palm Sunday story with donkeys or motorbikes or whatever we might do, This morning, we have used our lips to praise God. And isn't it been good to praise God? Praise God with songs like Celebrate Jesus, Celebrate. And it's been really good to do that, and we've benefited by doing that. We feel that we have worshipped God together. And that's great. But I wonder... If we're going to have another reenactment of the Palm Sunday story, and that Jesus is going to weep over Romford Baptist Church. Or weep over your life. Because in those, that first Palm Sunday, there was those lips proclaiming Jesus as King and Lord. The hands were doing, arms were raised up and they were getting palm leaves and they were celebrating that. But the hearts were not totally committed. Because in just a few days, they were going to deny Jesus and shout the words, crucify him. And today's Sunday, just in case you didn't know, today's Sunday. And we have proclaimed with our lips and we have sung our praises and we have been enjoying worship. But what's our hearts going to do about our faith on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Where's our hearts going to be then? So much in this story that we could look through and see how in Jesus getting this donkey, he's fulfilling the prophecy of Zechariah found in Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9 to 12, where it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Sing aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous, and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of the donkey. 
And the people recognised this Jesus coming into Jerusalem. They recognised this king coming down on a donkey. They were proclaiming him, but the hearts were not fixed on him. And Jesus wept over Jerusalem. You see, he knew the people of Jerusalem were blind to the truth of who he is and what he had come to do. He knew that these same people who today were praising him were within a few days going to be shouting, crucify him. Maybe our lips have not portrayed the truth of our hearts this morning. And it's not necessary we're going to shout crucify. But we might hurt our Lord in other ways. We might hurt him with our words that cause division. Hurt him with those things that undermine. people of Jerusalem had been waiting for the coming of the Messiah since the day of Abraham. They'd been waiting for this saviour who had been promised to come to them. They had known about him in the scriptures and today they wanted to believe that this was the man who God had sent to save them from the Romans, from all the powers and principalities of Satan. They wanted to believe this was the Messiah. And they praised him. But his popularity soon went down. When he started doing the things of God in Jerusalem, his popularity was going to go down. Clearing temples, hard teachings. Jesus suddenly seemed to lose the popularity of those lips that had been shouting praise him because Jesus hadn't fulfilled the image they had in their minds today there are those who advocate for certain leaders in society, in politics and that, and they shout their praises. But we know what a fickle lot we are, don't we? As soon as somebody breaks their promise and that, we walk away. It's hard to remember any politician that retired because they got to retirement age rather than the people who turned against them. Pastors also often suffer this in life in many churches where when the pastor doesn't do things quite as they want, people turn against them. You see, we complain about all sorts of things, just as Jesus experienced. 
So this is nothing new and nothing that's gone away. But we come back to the question this morning. Do our lips, do our hands tell the truth of our heart? Have you recognised the coming of God to you today? Are we in need of a heart transplant, a heart transformation, a heart that no longer is fixed upon what I want, what we want, but fixed upon God and his things? You see, Jesus was not the typical king that they were looking for. He did not ride on a powerful horse surrounded by an army. That was the revolution that people were looking for. No, he came on a donkey, a symbol of peace and humility. Jesus was not interested in power and, or glory. He came to serve and to love, and he was willing to give his life for others. That was the heart transformation that Jesus was bringing into the world. Heart transformation he wants to bring into us. Jesus did weep over Jerusalem. And maybe Jesus will weep over his church here or our lives. Jesus knew he would be rejected arrested and killed. He knew this and in knowing this he still continued and in his weeping he was weeping because he was bringing something that would bring transformation to these people around him but they didn't recognise it. Have you ever read an event about an event, thought, oh, I'd like to go to that, but never got around to doing getting your tickets booked, and then all you hear is everybody saying how good it was, and you think, oh, I wish I was there. There was those who were at this event, they're going to miss the real meaning of what was going on. And in this Palm Sunday, we can learn so much. But the question is, will we have the heart transformation to live differently as a result of this? Firstly, we remember that Jesus is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. In a few weeks' time in this nation, we are going to have the coronation of a king. King Charles III will be coronated. He will be crowned. But he is no rival for the king we're talking about today. 
he will not have the subjects that the king we are talking about today will have. Nor can he bring the transformation that King Jesus does. You see, Jesus, King Jesus, offers salvation to all. What does that mean? King Jesus offers everybody a new start. So that if we've had a past that has caused pain, King Jesus offers you a new beginning. Next Sunday, we're going to be having a load of water here as we celebrate baptisms. It is great. Easter Sunday with baptisms. Who wants anything else? As we celebrate people who have come to faith in Jesus. And we've got some amazing stories to hear next week, haven't we, guys? Amazing stories as we hear how God turned people from Islam to Jesus. This is the power of our God. This is the power of the King. And next Sunday we will be proclaiming him as our Lord and Saviour and our friends will be compla comp complaining, com proclaiming him as their Lord and Saviour. And I want to ask you today, is Jesus King of your heart? Has he got control of your heart? Or just your lips? Secondly, King Jesus differs from many King Charles will do. This is not a slight at King Charles, but this is saying how amazing our King is. See, King Jesus came in humility, in love, and compassion. And Jesus is a compassionate, loving saviour. And as Jesus entered the city crying, he didn't do that as an act of drama. He was moved, he was compassionate, he was crying because he does not want any person to be lost. He doesn't want any person to be without the love of God in their life. And as Jesus wept, his mind will have been going to that person who's proclaiming with their lips but will deny him in a few days' time because the heart has not been transformed, trans, trans moved. I'm getting my words mixed up. Let's have a drink of water. And then I can say the word transformed quite easily. <laughs> Enjoy. There's just one person here who doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour this morning. Jesus is weeping over you. He's weeping. Because he wants to come in and give you a better life. He wants to come in and heal you. He 
He wants to transform your heart to one where God is just Lord. Not so that you just have a better life until you leave this earth, but that you have a better eternity with him forever. How's your heart? How is your heart? You see, as Jesus enters into Jerusalem and we recount that story, we got to ask ourselves the question, do we know the, the importance of recognizing the nature of Jesus' mission? The people of the day were seeking an earthly king who will take control, who will defeat the Romans, who will get rid of all the things they don't like. But Jesus was not about transforming the earthly world in that way by force and power. Jesus was about transforming the people. This story comes after so many stories that Jesus of life of Jesus being lived out. Do you remember the story of Zacchaeus? I like Zacchaeus. Not because of what he did in his life, but what he did as a response of what Jesus did for him. Zacchaeus, a tax collector, a thief, a robber, would rip people off and take more tax than they owed and would caused all sorts of problems and when he met with Jesus, Jesus transformed him and he decided to give back four times what he had taken from others. Not because that was some kind of penance, but that was the movement of love of the spirit in his life. That's the power of this king who they're proclaiming. And a blind man who was sitting and begging on the steps of the temple, Jesus came and he healed him. And what did he do? He went walking and leaping. And you see this story being repeated again by the apostles in Acts, Acts chapter 4. As Jesus started to do things through his believers. The power of our king is not one that just existed while our king was on the earth and walking around in a physical form. That power of the king is the same power that was working through the apostles and that will work through his church today. How's your heart? How is your heart? Your lips are praised, but are you ready to have your heart transplanted, transformed for the power of this king who came into Jerusalem but is here today and wants to come in a triumphant way into your life? See, this passage reminds us that we need to submit to Jesus as our Lord and King. We've got to be careful we're not like the people of the first Palm Sunday 
where we say with our lips and to crucify him on the Thursday, Friday. No, we don't want to be like that. We mustn't reject him with our hearts. And so, friends, today I want to ask you, how important is Jesus to your heart? And today, we want to proclaim Jesus as we recognize him as our Lord and Savior. And that's about being intimate with Jesus. And beyond the celebration, beyond the noise, beyond all the happiness, and it was great to see people moving and dancing a bit when we were celebrating and proclaiming Jesus. In your time alone, will Jesus be prominent? Will he make a difference on the way you live? Well, as you go out from this place, will you be humble and start to serve the people that Jesus loves? That's everyone. Will you go out and be the person that Jesus called you to be, to love your neighbours and be willing to show love and sacrifice and care for those in need? We are proclaimed to follow Jesus as his disciples. You know that word disciples means learner. A disciple would try to learn from their teacher and then mimic their teacher. A disciple of Jesus tries to learn from Jesus and then become like Jesus. And becoming like Jesus means humility. And at times, becoming like Jesus will mean that we have to walk a path of a cross to be rejected, persecuted, and tormented for what we believe. Now, how is your lips? Those things we sung earlier, as we said, praise the name of the Lord our God, as we praised him and celebrated that he was alive, as we had our praises rising, our hearts turning to you. Hosanna, you are the God who saves us. King of kings, majesty, God of heaven, living in me. Your majesty, I can but bow, I lay my all before you now. They were great words, weren't they? But are they empty words as the Palm Sunday prays? Or do we truly as the people of God lay our all before our Saviour. I live to serve your majesty.
as we reflect on this, we're reminded that Jesus' mission is not just a story of the past. It's the story of the now. It's the story of the now. And whilst Jesus is not coming down into Romford Baptist in a donkey, on a donkey, he is coming by his spirit upon each one of us. Don't let's have Jesus weeping because we don't recognize the time of God's coming. But today, may we know God's coming into us. And that coming may, deserve, may require a response. Your Majesty, I can but bow. I lay my all before you now. In royal robes I don't deserve. I live to serve your majesty. Lord God, as you come upon us now, May we know you just taking control of our lives. May our lips and our hands represent our hearts. That Lord, we will bow. We will bow. God's talking to you in some way. As Steve just starts playing King of Kings, Majesty, it's not the song we got, it's the one we did before. I want to ask you the question. Will you respond this morning? Not in a public way, I'm not asking you to do anything, but respond to God. God will be the king of your heart. And there will be no weeping of Jesus over your heart because your heart belongs to him. Lord, just come and touch our lives. Give ourselves to you.